Hey, what's up? Hey, friend, thanks for coming over tonight. It's a great night for a campfire. The fireflies are out in force this summer. They're so surreal, like God's little flying organic LEDs. Yeah, that's the bullfrogs down at the creek. They're out in force tonight after the nice summer shower we had today. I'm telling you, my friend, it's going to be a good one. Hey, you're listening to Guat.Rocks, God, the world, and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is episode 135. The title, Give Me a Break. Subtitle, Empowering Encouragement Now, Christ the Breaker. Wow, as of this recording, August 26th, there have been 218 days since the inauguration of President Joe Biden. What a tumultuous time it has been. The next presidential inauguration is on Monday, January 20th, 2025. That is 1,243 days from today. We have a little less than 80% of his presidency to go. Just imagine where we will be on January 20th, 2025, if God does not intervene. Friend, this next segment, I'm laying out an argument from a standpoint of capitulation and an acceptance of ideological defeat. Now, it's a straw man argument. I'm not saying I believe all of this, but I'm saying let's just go with the explanations as they now exist that we are expected to believe. Let's just go with those for a minute and see where it takes us. What if we finally just say, uncle, what if we all come into alignment, get the vaccine, take as many boosters as they want to pump into us, wear the mask perpetually as a sign of obeisance and capitulation to authoritarian central regime, the abandonment of our children to mother state, trusting the state to do with them as they will when they are not in our direct care. Friend, you know, some places are inoculating the children without parental consent. The welcoming of all the people from all over the world into our country without restraint or limit on count. The full inclusion of all who come into a central welfare program that provides full health care and support without cost to the immigrant. The elimination of borders and sovereignty. The acceptance of all ways of life as intellectually valid with a full acceptance of all deviants and perverse lifestyles a complete abandonment of the Judeo-Christian ethics on which our country was founded. Then what? Then what? In 218 days, our nation's capital was under siege by weaponless insurrectionists, able to subdue machine-gun-toting police, breach the Capitol building successfully, drive the entire Congress into hiding for their lives, and take possession of the offices and seats of power of our congressional government. The ineptness and weakness of our central government already barricaded behind high fences, barbed wire tops, an intentionally emptied and abandoned city, demonstrating to the world that there is a new sheriff in town and he is powerless to enforce real laws, yet capable and prepared to make hundreds of new ones at the stroke of a pen. Our borders have entered into a prolonged crisis. Our energy independence has been thrown out the window. Gasoline prices are at an all-time record high. Inflation is spiraling out of control. Constitutional government has been cast to the wind, and we have become a nation of micro-edicts made by non-legislative entities and taxi drivers. Of course, I mean taxi drivers, that's a joke. That carry life-destroying power, that is not a joke. The central government now coaching business owners to mandate medical requirements for employees to meet or suffer job loss. Business owners who have lost their businesses, their bank accounts, and their financial futures. Depression, alcoholism, drug use, and addiction 
and suicides that are through the roof. Universities barring students from enrolling unless they manifest personal information about their medical condition and status. States have imposed, once again, draconian measures regarding the masking of the human face, even when outside, alone, in the woods, or face fines and perhaps arrest. A governor who intentionally placed infectious sick people in facilities with elderly people in harm's way that resulted in tens of thousands of elderly people being killed. The new governor, who just replaced the ousted one, has now revealed the true numbers and it's much more. Yet no recourse against such wicked, intentional, and reckless action. The pursuit of the American citizen to receive an inoculation with a chemical that does not guarantee success in the fight against a viral death, nor prevent the spread of the virus, nor match the strains that are now circulating, because by nature the mRNA-based virus is unstable and mutating for the very reason of promoting its continued existence. The collapse in the day of that 20-year Afghan occupation by the once powerful United States military to now be chased from the country like a helpless child, the murder of Americans in the streets of Kabul, the purposeful abandonment of billions of dollars of high-tech military equipment, the destabilization of the Middle East, and this, my friend, is just the beginning. You could throw in the concept of a rigged election, but the Congress of the United States of America declared that the election was valid. So that is what we're going with, which means that a vast majority of the people in this country voted for this and the landslide of turmoil and conditions that now exist and that will continue to pour forth an ever-increasing magnitude of disaster. By the zero response, friend, think about this. This is a fact. By the zero response against all these terrible things by the pastors and governmental leaders of this entire nation, one would have to draw the conclusion that those of us who do not want a heavy-handed central government that issues mandate after mandate, that those of us who do not want micro-intrusion into our once constitutionally guaranteed life of freedom and the pursuit of happiness, and those of us who do not want overwhelmingly increasing support for Marxism as a better option for life, and those of us who do not want the loss of freedom and due process that once was guaranteed by the Constitution, we would have to ascertain that we are out of lockstep with the nation as a whole. Those of us who are conservative echo that the majority of the Americans really do feel like us. They're just silent and don't know what to do. Yet, 70,000 Taliban, according to our president, with limited equipment and technology in a nation of 38 million people, driving around in Toyota 4x4s, and friend, I'm not making a joke about that, look at the videos. They employ the use of simple Toyota pickup trucks, four-door 4x4s, and they can subdue an entire nation and send the most powerful nation in the world scrambling for their lives. If we go with the things we know, we really do have to conclude that our Bill of Rights constitutional government has been unraveled by the democracy haters who finally figured out the loopholes that, friend, they really are there. The unlimited power of the presidential order, the uncontestable power of a health organization, a one, and we're talking about the health organization now, one that can divorce a property owner from their property, as validated by the Supreme Court as fully permissible, leaving the onus on the property owner to prove that the order is totally unjustified, which is an intellectual legal impossibility. A suspension of laws on the books for designated exceptions as determined by non-elected government bureaucrats. I say with full confidence, my friend, 
that if you ask any person that voted for this present governmental leadership that is in control, you will be hard-pressed to find any with complaints. Even if they have buyer's remorse, you will not hear about it openly expressed. One thing you have to give these people, they really, really, really do stick together. Even when your leaders do the unconscionable, outlandish thing possible. So, my friend, <laughs> you said, whoa, Kenny, wait. I thought this was about advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. And my friend, that's exactly what this podcast is about. What I just described to you is an accurate assessment. I think you will be hard-pressed to find anything objectionable in what I have represented to you as the picture as it is being presented to us. And dear friend, we know that that's garbage. We know that it's not the truth. But friend, that is the narrative and that is the truth as we live. We don't want to accept it. We are saddened by it. But my friend, it's where we are. And I ask you, what on earth are we going to do? We need a break. Friend, here's what we do. We must turn back to the breaker, Jesus Christ. Now, friend, this is an interesting thing today that I had never studied before in my life. Book of Micah chapter 2. And the key verse is going to be verse 13. It's the only place in the entire Bible where Jesus Christ, where the Messiah, the promised one, the deliverer of Israel, the true Israel, those who are Israel of the Spirit, is represented as the breaker, one who breaks through. So what we must do is we must continue to follow Jesus Christ and keep our eyes on him and follow him out of this rubble. Friend, we were born into a war zone. Ever since the fall of Adam, the world has been in destruction. The world has been in turmoil. The world has been in chaos. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit restraining that which men want to do to each other and to themselves that keeps it from coming completely unraveled. If this situation stays as it is, and we never make it back to Jesus as a nation and a world, you and I are still going to ultimately succeed. And friend, I'm telling you right now, there is such an onslaught of garbage being poured forth across the planet that you and I have got to wake up every day and make the willful decision that I'm going to follow Jesus. It's like the old hymn says, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. The cross before me, the world behind me. Friend, that's where we got to live. Because if we're not going back, and if this country and this world doesn't go back to Jesus Christ, you and I are still ultimately going to succeed. We really do win. That's the whole point of the book of Revelation is we win. Listen to what the prophet Micah says. It sounds eerily familiar. Listen to this. Woe to those who dream up wickedness. This is in Micah chapter 2, starting in verse 1. We're going to read the whole chapter. Woe to those who dream up wickedness and prepare evil plans on their beds. At morning light, they accomplish it because the power is in their hands. Doesn't that sound familiar? They covet fields and seize them. Friend, when you take a business and you drive them out of business and you drive the, the value of the land through the floor, people step in and buy those abandoned buildings and those businesses for pennies on the dollar. They covet fields and seize them. They also take houses. Does that sound familiar? They deprive a man of his home, a person of his inheritance. Does that sound familiar? Therefore, the Lord says, I am now planning a disaster 
against this nation. You cannot free your necks from it. Then you will not walk so proudly because it will be an evil time. Verse 4, In that day one will take up a taunt against you and lament mournfully, saying, We are totally ruined. He measures out the allotted land of my people. How he removes it from me. He allots our fields to traitors. In verse 5 it says, Therefore there will be no one in the assembly of the Lord to divide the land by casting lots. Verse 6, Stop your preaching. They preach. They should not preach these things. Shame will not overtake us. House of Jacob, should it be asked, is the spirit of the Lord impatient? Are these the things he does? Don't my words bring good to the one who walks uprightly? But recently my people have risen up like an enemy. You strip off the splendid robe from those who are passing through confidently, like those returning from war. You force the women of my people out of their comfortable homes, and you take my blessing from their children forever. Get up and leave, for this is not your place of rest, because defilement brings destruction, a grievous destruction. In verse 11 it says, If a man of spirit comes and invents lies, I will preach to you about wine and beer. He would be just the preacher for this people. Yet in the midst of a pronouncement, friend, of divine discipline of God, God interjects words of encouragement that promise a bright future for those who are devoted followers of Jesus the Messiah who remain faithful to God. Picking up in verse 12, he says, I will indeed gather all of you, Jacob. I will collect the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in the middle of its fold. It will be noisy with people. Verse 13, here's the key. One who breaks open the way, who breaches the wall, will advance before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and leave by it. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord as their leader. And the word there that's translated Lord, it's actually the word Yahweh, God's covenantal name to his people. Here in Micah chapter 2, verse 13, it's the only place in the Bible that portrays Jesus Christ as the breaker or the breaker through. And make no mistake about it, this verse is clearly understood to be referring to the coming Messiah. It uses the term Yahweh, so it's Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's right here in the midst of a prophecy of impending chastisement. In view of the fact Jesus has gone before us, things do not remain as they would have been had he never passed that way. He has conquered every enemy that obstructed the way. This fact should cause you to get happier now and no longer walk as a timid warrior. Not only has Christ traveled the road, but he has slayed our enemies. Do you dread sin? He has nailed it to the cross. Do you fear death? He has been the death of death. Are you afraid of hell? He has barred it from ever being a threat to his children. They shall never see the lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Whatever enemies may be before the Christian, they are all overcome. There are lions, but their teeth are broken. There are serpents, but their fangs are extracted. There are rivers, but they are bridged or fordable. There are flames, but we wear fireproof clothes, which render us invulnerable to fire. The sword that has been forged against us is already blunted. The instruments of war which the enemy is preparing have already lost their point. God has taken away in the person of Jesus Christ all the power that anything can have to hurt us. I want to repeat that, friend. Listen to that. This is the truth today in the midst of all of this garbage that God has taken away in the person of Jesus Christ all the power that anything can have to hurt us. Well, then the army may safely march on and you and I may go joyously along our journey. 
for all our enemies are conquered beforehand. Friend, the concept that we see in this in this passage of Scripture is one of Jesus Christ, the victorious King, busting through the wall and clearing the path for His soldiers who are marching with Him to victory to follow in and lockstep with Him. What shall we do but march on to accomplish the goals that God in heaven has set before us and to enjoy the benefits of victory that come? Friends, our foe, they are beaten. They are vanquished, utterly defeated. Do you believe that? Do you believe in your heart right now that regardless of what you see with your eyes, that the Bible promises us because Jesus is the breaker through that our foe, they are beaten. They are vanquished. They are utterly defeated. All that is left for us to do is to divide the spoil. Yes, you and I will often engage in combat, but our fight shall be made with a vanquished enemy. His head is broken. The Bible tells us it was crushed by Jesus Christ when he suffered, died, and rose again from the grave, victorious over the power of sin, which is death. Our adversary, the devil, may attempt to injure us, but his strength shall not be sufficient for his malicious design. Our victory shall be easy, and our treasure shall be beyond all count. And friend, at times, we look at our lives and we say, oh, but this is so hard. Here in the past few weeks, we've had personal friends who have died some from the virus, others from natural causes. Regardless of what we see with our eyes, the Bible has promised us that in the end, as we look back across history, when we're on the other side, our victory shall be easy and our treasure shall be beyond all count. Friend, if you were to look at the present landscape of the Christian on the earth at this present time, you would at first glance have to say that we have lost the battle and all hope is lost. That assessment can't be further from the truth. We are already, by God, declared the victors in this battle. So how should we move forward in such a tyrannical time as this? Friend, to use a football analogy, follow the player on the football team that has already punched a hole in the defensive line and is busting heads, clearing the path for us to successfully cross the goal line. In other words, friends, here's what we must do, and we must do it today. Get on with living your life from the position of victory. Go to work. Do your job. Love your family, care for your neighbor, go on vacation, go to the movies, go out to eat, enjoy life to the fullest, share the good news about Jesus and make disciples for him. If someone steps in your way, God will deal with them. He, he is the breaker. <laughs> Friend, can get your mind around that today. I'm telling you, this is ministering to my soul and spirit today that we have taken too much responsibility onto ourselves. God says, you put it on me. He is the one who's running the ball, and he is the one busting open the defensive line, and he is the one who is marching on and leading us to victory. He is the breaker. I want to remind you that as we allow our minds to be bent and broken by the sad narrative that is being thrust upon us, we are losing our lives to the fear of what if. Even though tragedy and devastation has not come, if death through the virus has come, the one in Jesus, friend, is now forever in a place of rest, light, eternal riches, and care, forever removed from the attacks of the devil and his ambassadors in death. Friend, there is so much life to be lived. We must jettison the fear. We must jettison the, the sadness. We must jettison the grief. And friend, the only way we can do that, it's not in our strength. It is through the strength of Christ, the breaker. Christ, the breaker through. Friend, there is much life to be lived. It is time to follow our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, 
the breaker and march on in his valiant victory. And friend, with that, I do bid you peace. Peace.